Hey everybody, welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. As always, your host Dave Neal and Tasha Courtney. And Hello. our guest Jeremiah Watkins. Thanks for coming by. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I, I uh, as in true uh, LA form, I showed up 15 minutes late to my own house. Dude, freaking showed up late to his own podcast, dude. <laughs> How does that happen? That Sorry about like, that. I vow not to be that guy. The, the truth is, is that... While we're all drinking LaCroix, by the way. Yeah, I have... <laughs> um, sorry, I call it LaCroix. I don't know which one's right. We buy these the by, the case, by like the 12 cases. Like we yeah. literally have to get trunk loads. At They're a time. great. They're great. I don't know what else to say. They're not sponsors, but I appreciate uh, the shout out. They're, they're also... Where, do you, can you get these at Trader Joe's now? Or no? Cause so, so we have to literally go to a different um, store just to get our LaCroix. Got to get your Ralph's or Vaughn's on. That's yeah, right. Ralph's usually does a pretty good discount. Unless if you're like a club, Ralph's Club or something. I live close to the one on uh, by Runyon Canyon, and they sell out all the time yeah. where there's nothing left on the shelf. What's, yeah, isn't that insane? It's, it's a new thing, right? It's, it's like millennials are like... Yeah. Making LaCroix huge. But here's my thing about it, and this is why I don't like the Trader Joe's brand of water, Pellegrino, and they have their own Trader Joe's brand. That has sodium. It's like the smallest amount of sodium. Guys, sodium isn't good for you. I'm not trying to drink sodium in my water. I'm not trying to be more thirsty when I drink a water. I just want water. I just want plain fizzy water, maybe with a little bit of flavor. I don't want sugar. I don't want calories. I don't want sodium. You should do a spinoff podcast where you just talk about new LaCroix flavors. Because you've got, what's that flavor? This is a kiwi sandia, kiwi watermelon. That's a whole new crazy... We're just drinking plain LaCroix like animals. Just <laughs> anyway, Jeremiah. Wow. So, so you you're you're a, a beast in the stand up world for all of my listeners who who have yet to get to know you. You're originally. Do you say from Kansas City? Yeah. So that that counts as the Midwest, I guess, right? Midwest. It doesn't get more Midwest That's than the that. Center it's of the, the center. It's literally the middle of the Western continent that is the United States. Tasha's Kentucky, so that's middle. relatively close for, uh, for us, coast, of, for us coastal not folk. Not really. Within three hours? No, no it's no, much no. further than that. Yeah. yeah. So you, you started it's comedy? It's close to St. Louis, right? St. Louis is about three, three and a half hours from... Oh, yeah. then I'm imagining wrong. What's the, what's the Twin Cities? What's the one that's right across from St. Louis? Twin Cities? Right, oh, don't Kansas they... City, and Kansas. like Minneapolis or something? Like the Twin Cities is... Are you <laughs> talking about the actual Twin Cities? Oh, the Twin Cities are in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not near... Isn't St. Louis right across from Minnesota, from Minneapolis? You're, you're live from the Midwest. You should know I, this more than I should. Okay. Kentucky and Kansas are not the same thing. People get this confused all the they time. They surprisingly do. What? Kentucky and Kansas are far from each other. Dorothy yeah. is from Kansas. Do, do, I so mean, are you confused she's with She's speaking Kentucky the folks? gospel right now. Uh, people think whenever I tell them I'm from Kansas, whenever they try to recall... Where I'm from, they're like, you're from Kentucky, right? And I'm like, no, I'm from, from so Kansas. Just yeah, and I always get exactly the opposite. Yeah. They're like, Kansas, right? No. What's, yeah. are you, you guys are known for barbecue, is that right? Oh, yeah. Barbecue. Anything else I'm missing? Barbecue. Jazz. Jazz. Jazz, really? Oh, yeah. I guess that probably In comes the Midwest, with the barbecue. Yeah, the Kansas sounded... City, like, yeah, yeah. That Kansas City for, culture. I didn't mean for that to sound racist, but <laughs> I feel like barbecue, Kansas City barbecue, jazz, what's other good barbecue? You know, comes from places that also have good jazz. Nor, nor, I don't know. Anyway, you, uh, you just got married. Yeah. Wow. I wanted to, I wanted to talk oh, about thank that you. because that's 
crazy for comedians to find <laughs> love and keep it. Like that's yeah, a yeah. I feel like that's a silly myth that all comedians are like fucked up and lonely. I think you guys got to get away from that. So I'm glad we're going to talk about this. I mean, right Jeremiah, now. you've you've been in the comedy world for a long time. It's pretty. It's it's. I feel like it's rare for people for guys or, or comedians to get married until they're like think like settled. Yeah, more their, established. Like Joey or Joey Diaz is in the. You know, those guys are like. They, you yeah, know, they've they, been in the game like a real long time, like 15 years plus. How long were you dating for before you got I'm, engaged? Uh, so in February, like we just got married last month, and in February we will have been together seven years. Oh, so wow. yeah, we before we were engaged, we had we were together f- almost five years before we got engaged. Too and long. Then, okay, so. <laughs> Tasha's going to be uh, the, the female voice here. I ask everyone that we have as guests because we're, we're, uh, yeah, we're approaching four years into our dating and, and there's no ring on the table. Yeah, but, yeah. but uh, <laughs> uh, when did you guys move in together? Sort of, sort of early, I feel like. With probably yeah, like, within a year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that doesn't help my, my case, I don't year. think. What about you? Do, you, do, we, do we dated, before we moved in together, we were... I guess we were together three plus years before we moved in together. Okay. Wow. Yeah. How did you meet? We met at the Second City in Los Angeles, oh. actually. Yeah. Were you both doing improv? Yeah. She was doing improv at the time. Uh, she used to do acting, uh, but now she teaches uh, kids improv classes on the autism spectrum. Oh, and that's she amazing. has that's a cool. nonprofit uh, called Zip Zap Zop. Zip zap zop. Zip zap zop in Richmond. Oh, yeah. Tasha knows that. Yeah, either. you know what's up. Zip Tasha's zap zop. UCB 101 graduate. Okay, <laughs> I see you. I see you. Never again. <laughs> so improv makes sense for you because I've in uh, you know you're, I've always said this, and I don't think Tasha's seen you perform, but you've got like the Jim Carrey muscle. You've got like the get on stage and in like big attention, like gain attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, thank I, you. Like, That's not. Yeah, I mean, you, who, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. Well, yeah, thank yeah, you. No, no, I, I, I mean, <laughs> yes, not Jim Carrey now. Not that there's anything wrong with him, but like when, like you know, the type, like you take risks on stage, and I think a lot of people, you know, that's something that did. Were you always that way, or did you kind of have to kind of get comfortable with that? I, you, you know, what's funny is I, th- I think that I have, as far as my standup goes, I've always been a risk taker and big risk, big reward kind of thing. So if I fail, I fail pretty hard on stage, but that also gives me a pretty big rush too, where where I'm putting it all out there and like, if it hits, it hits, but if it doesn't, then I got to figure out really quick how to dig myself out of this hole. And it, it, it definitely comes from being influenced by guys like Jim Carrey and Steve Martin and Chris Farley. Like all those guys are huge risk takers. For sure. Uh, Farley not being a stand-up, but you know, just with his performance, like sketch and improv and stuff like that. I was, um, it, it, it you know, I'm, I'm not trying to tie everything back into the dating world, but it taking risks on stage is is sort of also like taking risks. You know, if you're like, if you like are in a bar and you and, and a girl walks by and you want to talk to her, I was always the guy who would play it cool. So yeah. like, I wouldn't talk to the girl, but I'd I'd be like the cool guy. It got me nowhere in life. You know what I mean? Like it's that, like my when I tell my like single guy friends like you have to you have to like go out of your comfort zone and risk having a girl be like huh no thanks yeah but yeah. at least then you're like okay well at least I and then you don't go home you just being, know yeah you don't go home kicking yourself like 
I wonder if this, if I would have done this, then maybe she would have done this. And well, then- I think the thing that people forget is like, we're all a lot smarter than we give each other credit for. Being inauthentic is never going to work for you. If you're like trying to play like a cool guy and like you just want to be a you. goofball, it's not going to work. You can't keep up that act forever and, and people are going to know that something's a little off. Yeah. Well, for me, I've, I'm, I'm, I, I started studying at Groundlings and uh, I did the UCB, uh, all that. But for stand-up, my getting out of my comfort zone is hard because of the judgment I feel like I'm getting from other comics, which I, I understand is all in my head. But do you know what I mean? Like every comic in the room is worrying about themselves. Oh, yeah, dude. But I still feel like, oh, I'm not going to do some big act out. Or I'm not gonna go. You know what I mean? I this is another thing with the like the big risk, big reward thing uh, with my act is I don't do very well at open mics. I never have done that well at open mics, uh, and I knew that going into it, like that I, if I was gonna be do like a big style, like or like in your face, like in your face comedy never works. Whenever you're testing it out at an open mic, you yeah, like sure. literally have to like get those muscles up doing actual shows and stuff like that. So I could get a room going maybe like with on commitment alone at op- open mics right. maybe, but a lot of times really rough because other comics are like, oh, I'm not going to give it up for you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they're they're but all why comics is that? are just That's worried so about themselves. Crappy that to like maybe turn off like your uh what's the word i'm looking for like your own like self-absorbedness for like one minute and like give a little credit well, to each other when you all know what like it feels like hours. to be the person yeah. pro- up there struggling the, but the problem is is you you start off that way it's like <laughs> and that, it gets beat like, out of you yeah because after you, a half hour of it's like, like that's what like communism is supposed to work but that's like it's like it was stand up. If everyone laughed for everybody, that's like communism. We my, would all support each other, but like it, someone takes advantage of it, and then you're like, "Fuck it." My <laughs> first year of open miking, I would sit in the front row, be beaming with a smile, listening, receptive to every comedian's jokes that went up there, and would laugh if I found something genuinely funny. And that lasted, you know, probably less than a year. Like I, it's, but it's it's so draining. Like after a while, you just have to be like. <laughs> be in your own world and like if somebody does have a good joke you really let go but like you, you everybody makes each but other work for it every laugh, yeah, yeah everybody makes yeah. each other work for it but it makes you a stronger comedian in a weird psychotic way because especially you're like, in LA i mean this if you town. get an LA mic going most of the time i've found if you take that to another audience that real audience is it's going to destroy in front of if yeah. you can get any kind of momentum going in an open mic I guess the key is to find out how to get material going that might not pass the LA mic kind of approval you know what I mean like so so you don't even worry about that well there's also no because there's also alt mics where people are laughing for the wrong reasons they're laughing at their friends and it's not just alt mics I'm not labeling it just as alt mics uh just open mics in general I've seen where if there's a scene around that mic uh, if it's a like a regular bar mic or a regular like coffee shop or or like a, a little theater whatever, th- the same people end up going there and then they start laughing at their friends and for the wrong reasons. Where as an outsider you come in you're like what are they 
laughing yeah, at. I get it. And then they don't laugh whenever you go up because you're an outsider yeah. and you're like, this defeats the whole purpose of me <laughs> trying to run a set right now. I'm just trying to work out and get better to at the say craft. run a set at a mic, I don't even feel like I've ever run a full set. <laughs> I remember I tried like the first time I had a, la- a show at Laugh Factory, I was like, I went to a mic to like run. I was like, I was like, don't fucking sabotage yourself. Just run your set. It's not about them. It's about you. And then like 40 seconds in, I was like, all right, well, fuck this. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you just, but it's, yeah, it's like in, in LA, like things that'll work in a mic might be like just saying something nostalgic or, you know, just or poli- a pop culture or reference or, pop or something culture. like that. Yeah. 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 There's certain buzzwords that will get you some traffic. But you've going. got, so you have your name on the wall at the comedy store, which it's, you know, we've, we've got um, some audience. We got a letter from some, from a listener from Slovenia. So like a lot, of, they're all over the place. So like they might not know what we're talking about, but the comedy store in Los Angeles is probably along with maybe the comedy seller in New York, the hardest stage in the world to get on. You've got your name on the wall with all the greats that happened just over a year ago. Yeah. And I think when comics get that, I think everyone, every, like it's undeniable. What was that feeling like knowing that, that, that you got passed there? Oh man. So many emotions. Uh, almost overwhelming at some points because I worked so hard to make that happen. Like I, I literally did a solid little over five years of going most nights of the week, every week, hanging out, putting in FaceTime, going up there multiple times a week, getting to know people like, yeah, doing well, like so many times doing very poorly many, many times too, like experimenting and growing stuff like that. And you were, you were going there when, when they had their old booker. Yeah. Tommy. Now he was, he, I, he, uh, I was, I've been in LA for like about four years. So Mm -hmm. he was on like, he wasn't there long when I was here, but I mean, it, does that affect, I mean, how do you feel knowing that you're building all these connections and then the bookers no longer there? <laughs> I've well, always like wondered how, cause I was never close to that yeah. process, but I was like, man, if I had put in all this time and effort to get seen and then the guy's just gone the next day. Well, it was definitely, <laughs> I remember because there were some people that weren't uh, a fan of his. For sure. And I remember I was down at the La Jolla comedy store and we got a text message from somebody saying that he got fired and the comedians around me were all ecstatic and happy and they were chanting Tommy got fired (laughs) and and they look at me and I am like ghost white and they're like dude what's wrong I go dude he told me uh literally last week he was going to pass me make me a paid regular within Uh. the month and it didn't happen. He got oh, fired. Oh, Jesus. And a new guy comes in who's in got... In the pit of at, your stomach. Who's yeah. like got a lot of professionalism. and, and Right. Like, it, so the, luckily, the way I'm... I've always been a, a half glass full kind of guy. I'm like, if it's not meant to happen right now, it'll happen when the time is right. So I just... I, and I've known the new town coordinator for years. I, I went into his office. I was like, hey, man, just for my peace of mind and my sanity, I just need to know where my standing is under kind of your new (laughs) management kind of like I need to kind of know that for myself. Like, am I starting over? Because I put in a ton of time. He goes, no, I'm going to honor the time that you put in, but we are bringing back uh, showcases. So you're gonna have to showcase for me along with other potential paid regulars. And basically back showcasing for other 
Oh, you said, like, so you for said showcasing for him. Paid yeah, so like so it, no one, me no and one like a group already... of like five other comics would be showcasing together, and only one of us or two of us would get passed at that time, like yeah. per right. showcase. So basically, from that time of whenever the talent coordinator got fired, it took me another two years. <gasps> Uh, before I got passed because I did, uh, it took me showcasing until the third time. First time I didn't get passed, second time I didn't get passed by him. Did you feel like you did your job up there on stage? And the first time I was there? like, uh, I, I was like, I get who got passed. Um, uh, it was Earl Skakel and Candace Thompson the first time. Okay. Earl had been going there like 15 years. Like yeah. I, I'm like, he's ahead of me in this, even though it feels like I've been doing this forever, like I've been doing this like such a long time and putting so much time in he's ahead of me on the totem pole. You know what sure. I mean? He's put yeah. in more time. I'm like, I get that. And, and the comedy store always needs more funny women to be performing there. So I was like, that's great. Candace got it. Mm-hmm. Second time around, uh, my buddy, Sandra Yokolano, just him got passed. And that was a hard one because uh, I had a lot of people come up to me that night and told me that they felt like I had the best set of the night or one of the best sets, blah, blah, blah. And he only passed Sandro the second time around. And I even like talked to him. I was like, dude, can't you pass me and Sandra at the same time? He's like, no, it's, I don't have enough spots on the lineup right now. I go, okay, thank you. Uh, and I just like went back to the grind of showing up all the time and putting in time and going up there and trying to be humble and getting better. And then the third showcase I got passed with Jessica Michelle Singleton. Uh, We became paid regulars. So did you know it? Did you like know it that night? I walked off the stage that night. I go, I, if I do not get this tonight, <laughs> I literally do not know what else I can do because it was it was a great set. And you're, was, you're I felt really in, good about it. In yeah. the original room? In the original room. Tasha's only seen... Actually, my first set I ever had way before we were dating, Tasha brought her boyfriend to, to the, my show in Ooh. my showcase <laughs> in the belly room. <laughs> that set is online somewhere and it is horrible. I mean, I didn't bomb because it's one of those like... Very easy rooms yeah. full of all of your friends and family, but I, I I can remember where everyone was sitting, like from the stage. I I have like it's seared into my brain where everyone was sitting that I knew because you know we were all we're like first. It was literally our first time on stage, other than like one mic at the haha. Mm-hmm. But um, she's never seen the original room or the main room. But that's where did you that's show? Not true. You you've been in the original. Yeah, room? we stood in the back of the room and watched Eliza uh, Schlesinger. We stood in the back of the main. In, okay, so wait, with you stood with me? Yeah. Th- so that must have been years ago because I don't even think you can stand in the room anymore. It's so busy, right? So I mean, packed. We were like we, right next to the door, like just yeah. trying to be as inconspicuous as possible. Yeah, yeah it while, used to be like, you could like walk in. Through. Now you got to be like around the corner. It's always so slammed. But um, that's that's wild. I mean, I, I can't imagine because the original room is considered one of the hardest rooms in the country even though it's one of the most popular and you've got like yeah you know just richard pryor and right it's it's incredible for those if if for those listening who aren't like comedy nerds it's it's really interesting to me how you know oh comics like guys like burt kreischer talked about they were touring headliners and they weren't and adam the booker would be sorry i don't have room for you kreischer got his name on the wall the same time that i did which is crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like a powerhouse of a comedian. Yeah. And he's, like you said, been touring for years. National Headliner has a giant following. And he, you know, that finally happened. <laughs> like what he, happens like, to guys that got their name on the wall 10 years ago that, that don't get up? It, it, do, 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 is there just a bar you have to keep? You have to, like, maintain that level of, like, showing up there and getting, you know? 
Yes. Um, there's definitely some some comedians that whenever the new town coordinator came in, he had to kind of clean house of some of the older names that like if they're the problem is mainly really comes down to are you still writing? Yeah. <laughs> or are you just like resting on your laurels right. doing jokes that were 10 years right, ago? Right. If you're still doing the same act that you were doing 10 years ago. And it might murder. And it might murder. But, but uh, also but. maybe you haven't also been working outside of have you been doing anything recent on TV that keeps you relevant. current or relevant? So if you're not writing, that's the first main thing. But the second thing is, is like, what are you doing outside of the comedy store to make yourself really a viable candidate for those lineups? Because the lineups are well, insane. Well, you want to bring people in. It's all about bringing the audience, right? So if you're not a household name anymore. But even know, there, gonna... even at the store, I mean, it's so popular now that like, uh, like, do you, like when you're, when you're on the road, do you, is it a problem like finding an audience? I mean, you've obviously got you know, past at the biggest place in, in, in the world. But like, what does that get you for when you're trying to perform on the road? It gives me credibility. That's about it. Yeah. But not an audience on the road. Definitely not. Yeah. I mean that, that's where it comes in where podcasting and Instagram and YouTube and all that stuff really comes into play whenever you go on the road. For sure. Because like we like we've done like a couple seasons of roast battle now and like we like uh and the, the basically the two main things that I get uh recognized on the road from like where people let some people will immediately know like where they know me from or they'll come up to me after the show and be like where do I know you from and I'll list either roast battle or kill tony and right. it's always one or the other of those so that's just like those are the things like you have to do like to I mean, those are the things that bring in audiences, the main source for whenever I go on the road, but I'm not a headliner yet. Like I haven't been, I haven't had to go out on the road and be like, I'm worried about (laughs) ticket sales in Cleveland this weekend. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been fortunate enough to, to feature for good buddies on the road. Like I just went on tour with Tony Hinchcliffe for a month and I didn't have to worry about the numbers. That's like resting on him. I'm, I'm just supporting yeah. his act and like I'm opening and feature for him. I'm doing like 30 minutes and then he's going out there and headlining. Right. So I haven't, luckily I've just been slowly building and just trying to get as good as possible before I have to worry about filling rooms and yeah. stuff like that, you know? Exactly. So w- with now, how does your wife, how do you balance the time? Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have, you talk about showing up to the comedy store every night for years and I know Tasha in the back of her head's thinking I would fucking kill my boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's, there's a, there's a extra communication that has to be made. Like, how do you, do you, do you guys write down your schedules or is it just known that every night you're just not available? So no, uh, what we do is we originally were like, we're not going to be this couple that, that does this, but it became necessary. We have Google calendars. That's what I wanted to do. It's I'm v- not doing another Tasha thing on Tasha has phone. a hard copy calendar. Paper calendar. Paper calendar. All right. Once you make the switch to digital, because I was that guy too for years, whenever I moved out to LA, I had a paper calendar. I wrote down everything in. I would have to go home before I book certain stuff, and it becomes ridiculous after a point. Like <laughs> She's as- working three jobs a day all over town and doesn't have it all typed into her phone. Yeah. I have one of my agencies. We share a 
like an Apple calendar, I guess, like an iPhone calendar. Yeah. But I'll, I keep her appointments in that place. But even with yeah, like that, I forgot. it's like, it's not infallible. Her, like uh, just this morning, she was asking me about my availability for a different client. Um, and I was like, oh, the only thing I have that day is an appointment with client A. And, um, and, uh, and she was like, oh, why don't I have that in the calendar? Because it like hadn't switched over. She had like tried to edit, you know, there was just like a glitch and it was like, not, it was still on Thursday instead of Wednesday. And so like me having my paper calendars saved the day so that I didn't get double booked. But how much time do we waste with you being like, babe, where are you at tonight? And I'm like, I don't know. And like we're texting back and forth. It's, but it's not wasted time when you plan in advance and that's where you're falling short. No, you're trying to put a that? square peg in a round hole. <laughs> Jeremiah, he obviously. Right. I literally used to do what you do is a waste of time. You're being you're, you're being too anal right now, but and you're being set in your old ways. You need to update with a Google Calendar because the amount of times that we, my wife and I, were having to text back and forth, what is your schedule? Mind-numbingly, the amount of text is ridiculous. It was every single day, like, what are you doing tonight? Yeah. And then as soon as we put it in the calendar, now she knows the weekends that. I have booked out of town or the mm-hmm. shows that I have. And what we do that works for us, uh, we make the most out of the time that we do have together. So we, she made it very clear to me that Sundays are like one day out of the week is a very important day for our relationship where she says, you know, if I can avoid, if somebody asks me to book me on a show on a Sunday night, I'll do it. But it's not like a super busy night in comedy right. in general. So we spend the entire day together, eat, catch up on everything, Netflix, HBO, whatever. We spend the whole day together having like a date day, and that's like we know for sure that we have one day out of the week. And then we see each other in passing, and we'll have dinners and breakfasts together and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And we just make the most out of our time, and it really works out because we end up missing each other and appreciating each yeah. other's time. It's good to have something to look forward to, to know that yeah. you've got something on the Like books. we have something set aside. Yeah. And I mean, how does that work though? If she wants to schedule you on her Google calendars, do you have to like, do you accept it or decline it? Is it like... like she you- only does that whenever it's uh, a friend's party or something that she doesn't know that I can attend like her friend's like birthday party or like a wedding or something coming up. Then we'll have to talk about it in person, obviously, like mm-hmm. for those bigger events. Yeah. But she'll sometimes send me requests like, hey, can we set aside this time like two to five on Saturday to go to a friend's house for a lunch or mm-hmm. something? And then that's when I'm like, yes. Or and I'll call yeah. or I'll call her and be like, no, I actually have this thing that's but, not on the calendar. But that's the, the whole point is what I'm saying is that if you're not proactive about putting everything in the calendar right when it happens, then you're still doing the same thing anyway that you used debater. to be doing. <laughs> you're, 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 you're terrible You're talking about the communication of having, you know. Communication how, is everything. You just like, you just have to be clear whatever you're doing. I'm saying you that you're doubling up on the time by writing it down rather than than typing it up somewhere in your phone or a calendar. But that still time to type it up. I, I want the, the, point fl- is, the is way that flow still- condenses dramatically <laughs> Automatically, if you actually put it in your phone think that I brought that I like had this planned like in 22 minutes. I'm it's so to... much me- easier on your comedian boyfriend. Trust me, oh. it will make his life easier and it'll make your life easier because you'll know you. It's like you'll be able to have tabs on him without even having to ask him for it because yeah. he's putting it in his phone. It's and perfect, it, and it'll help me st- stick to. I mean, I mean, like my schedule's not crazy, but you know, there's side jobs and so, there's there's always a lot going on. And you know, we're not bankers with a nine to five, and it's like, all right, well, I see you at six. It's like, 
it's and and then too often we'll, we'll like we'll have free time together that we didn't plan for, so then we're not super productive because it's like the free time like together, fully taking advantage yeah, of it. Like yeah, it if we know that our time. only day off that we're gonna see each other is Saturday, and for two weeks straight, that's our only time we're gonna get to see together. We know that we're gonna take advantage of Saturday. Yeah. So how long? Like what? At what point were you like, all right, fuck it, we got to do this? Were you were trying to just like, it, it just became overwhelming. Like, was it uh, several for, years for, for of tra- marriage or uh, just just for uh, both? <laughs> yeah, just marriage or just just in your relationship. At what point? Like, do you do you need as much quality time as she wants, or is it like out of respect for her to have that Sunday open? I think it, we have agreed upon it over the years that it's important for us to have a, a day set aside because after a point, it, be, it does become like more of like a weird like roommate that you're having sex with (laughs) (laughs) rather than a real relationship. If you're not putting in certain time and setting aside quality time, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that we have had our ups and downs over the years of experimenting with how much is too little time of time, like where we need more, where we need to dedicate for sure more time with each other. Comics, you know, we come, we come from like the mindset where we're always, we're hustling for, for work. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it can, it without, without it being a fault of, of ours, we can sometimes put the girlfriend or the wife on the back burner. And in the end, it's like, well, no, we're just trying to get better and more successful so we can travel and tour and, you know, and buy you more and things. Buy, yeah. And that's, and that's, you know, and that's, it's really like, guys, I, from what I've figured out with my life, is like, I just want to bring home the bacon. And, and that's more important to me than being with you. Tasha. But this goes back to love languages. I mean, you really just have to know your partner's love language so that you can make sure you're meeting their needs and that their well is full, that they feel you, the love that you're giving them. Yeah, have you have you read five love languages? No, I've not. Because you already you already kind of feel like you 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 guys have already figured out your love languages, which 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 maybe the, without just putting well, the, the words on the it. The Sunday thing is quality time. That's like, and that's something I didn't, I just couldn't figure out. I was like, why does she want my? What time? are the five quality time? There's like uh, affirmations, and, affirmations, um, w- gifts. Yeah. What are the other two we're forgetting? It's obviously not important to me because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's not quality time. That's not. Is physical touch one? Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, so some so people they, the they need one. to be touched, and for us, it's like that's fine. But I uh, quality time. I'm never the one who's like, babe, we need to like. It's just not. I just want to be. It's not like I don't love you, and and I just you, you, your tipping point. Like what what you need for quality time, like. I'll know before, like once it's there, like I'll know, all right, Tasha's two days late on quality time. I need to hang out with her. She's being, you know, she's, she's letting me know. And I just, I don't know, maybe I just, I don't get enough alone time with the side jobs and being doing stand up where, so like, if, so like what would normally be quality time is me just being like, well, I'm glad Tasha's working today because I need to just go on a hike by myself. And I've had to find that out. I've had to find my own serenity so that I'm not like, resentful or 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 you know i so i'm not i need to be present with her like what do you do what do you do to get out of your head and like clear your space so you don't bring shit home to your wife is also another thing that i've had to work on for years i've had to work on this is uh remaining present whenever i do have the quality time with my wife like putting away the phone yes we do dft device free time 
We just it's, put it all away so that we're not distracted. As and cheesy as it sounds, it's it. actually pretty good. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we went on our honeymoon this weekend to oh, really? uh, Lake Tahoe. Yeah. Oh, oh nice. how cool! Yeah, and we did a no phone weekend, and I it was actually really really nice. It's like, super therapeutic. You don't even realize how attached you are until you make t- the separation. Yeah, you start walking around. I kept feeling like my phone was vibrating and I kept feeling that I had the phone in my pocket and that I, I like reached for it multiple times while like we were on a hike and it was ridiculous. And then yeah. once we were away from it for a couple of days, it was like, oh man, this is really freeing. Like it was a That's weight great. that was lifted. Yeah. What you guys doing like Tahoe? We literally just hiked and we went. There's like a spa that we went to a couple days and just nice. relaxed and that's amazing. And chilled, went to Did restaurants. Did you go like for the long weekend, Thanksgiving and everything? Yeah, Thursday, and then we checked out on Sunday. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So you, uh, oh, this is what I wanted to know. Did your parents meet her parents beforehand? Like, have they ever met before? My mom met her parents, but my dad met her parents at the wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Were you... Uh, where's she from? She's from Northern California. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so, yeah. Like, we're the same way. We're, where we're did not... you get married? In Danville. It's like 40 minutes east of San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. So, we're, so our parents are meeting uh, for the first time after Christmas. Her, her her parents are flying from Kentucky to Rhode Island. And I'm not... No one's nervous, but I've, I've also had to let everyone know that, guys, we're working towards... Engagement. He keeps saying there's no proposal but, repeatedly. <laughs> but like people are asking me, people are asking me, my sister, her sister, your mom, my mom, everyone's, and it's like, I don't want us all to go to dinner and, and have this cloud or weight on our shoulders and be like, guys, I'm just letting you know this isn't some ruse or some giant surprise that I'm planning. Tasha doesn't like surprises. She's going to know from a mile away when I'm proposing. <laughs> Trust me. I don't, she knows it. She, she knows my bank account. It's not happening. Did you, what was your strategy with proposing did you know for a long time were you 100 certain did you want to make sure that you guys were all on the same page like tell me about that i am i always get kind of scared of change the the basically <laughs> and before we moved in that was its own obstacle like just to get us moved in together, like I was so hesitant, even though I loved her, and I was like, oh, "Why? I, what? What was your like worst case scenario in your head?" I think my worst case scenario was that she was going to change into a person where that w- that was no longer understanding of my schedule if we lived together. Like okay. by by her, you know, coming over and staying at my place, and me going over and staying at her old apartment we had our separate worlds enough where they weren't melding too much if that makes sense where Mm -hmm. i could still go out and do my schedule and see her whenever it worked out organically but i knew that there would be more pressure if we lived together to i guess see each other at more times and that kind of scared me Mm -hmm. and so i thought that also i was nervous that she would become uh, a woman who would like be upset with me if I'm going out at night, like, oh, you're gonna leave? Uh, can you can you just stay in? What co- what causes that feeling? Did that happen in the past with relationships or just? No, that just comes out of a fear of me hearing other comedians uh, just 
a hand, just comedians over time being yeah. like, uh, like, oh, my girlfriend's nagging me for for doing a spot tonight. Well, you know, it's and complicated, right? And we kind of water it down to be like, oh, she can't. And it's like I've I've thought of this with Tasha, where I'm like, there are times when maybe I've got to go, you know, go, go do a set or something, and she and she would prefer that we were doing something else. But I have to remember, well, she loves hanging out with me. That's not a bad thing. So I have to like not be defensive and be like no you don't get it i just have to be like oh that's that's sweet that she does want to hang right. out with me like it's a good that part is a good feeling it's what you do with it i guess or how you set expectations I think yeah expectations is a good word being considerate of each other in the way that it's like you know honoring your commitments of course things come up last minute if you have last minute spots or shows or whatever people are always going to be understanding but you have to be understanding too that like you're you're changing up the plan yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm not, and, and, and for me, part of not setting certain plans is like, I don't know, not, maybe putting off wanting to, putting off disappointing. Like, like for yeah, so for me, it's it's like, I don't want to disappoint her, my family, all these people, and I'm pulling, my, well, I'll be there, so I'm it's almost overcommitting when, when I know I shouldn't sometimes. Yeah. And I guess it's like, I guess finding out where that truth is, where you're just genuine, honest, and then you both and expect just, expect people to meet you there. Expect people to be understanding when you're being genuine and honest. We we also made it clear. I made it clear to her early on in our relationship how much the stand up side is is actual work too. Where there's a lot of times where I don't want to be going out, but to, you're making to hanging yourself. out. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely! Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a huge part of it that I think that. S- there's that definitely comedians don't make clear to their partners is like it appears I think a lot of times because it's a performance and it's entertainment and whenever it's fun it's really fun I think it appears that like sometimes when we go out that it's just like boys night out it's like boys club boys night every night yeah we're just, wasted yeah we're, we're hanging, hanging out, out having a good time people are smoking drinking doing drugs this party you know all this <laughs> stuff and where it's like I've had to tell her so many times, like, I am going to hang out at this show or the spot, and I would much rather be home with you watching Netflix or something right would now. Would you call yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Uh, no, I'd say I'm an extrovert. An extrovert? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder about that. Like, I would never be able to force myself out every night. I force myself out maybe once oh, She has once a hard time every, going out with, like, once our really week. good friends. She's like, oh, we saw them two days ago. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, it's like I yeah, I, I do the same thing. I'm like, you realize I have to go if I'm going to the comedy store place to a place where I have trouble feeling accepted. It's like going to a school like where you're the new kid. Yeah, and that's something that I, you know, I while while I have to get over it, I also have to push through that and be like, in 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 the last year, I mean, I've been here, I've been on the West Coast for four years now. So in the last year, I felt way more like belonging i can do any any show that i get on i'm gonna know half the lineup at least you know and then you so like we start to our little um coffee break uh teachers uh meeting area is you know for me at in hawthorne tonight where i have to go or wherever it is Mm -hmm. you 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 find that that the quote-unquote patio kind of wherever you go but yeah you also have to be like you know she's like i'm literally dragging myself out and then obviously when you get there it's it's work but we, for Tasha, it's like if she books work, she you know models and does stuff in fashion. If she books work, she shows up. She's getting you know it's the, it's there. Us, it's like you're putting in equity. You're putting in time. 
You're building connections. It's like the longest internship that you don't know when it's going to end or pay off. It, but I mean, that's how you have to treat it. Is like this that it's future work that's coming. I mean, the the but time, it does pay off. Yeah, the it, time that I've spent at the comedy store, it sounds it would sound insane if you were if if I were to tell you how many nights I have been there in the past or just to clubs in general to hang out and put in FaceTime mm-hmm. and just literally be hanging out and with people. And not to get paid. Not you to know, get paid. You add up all these hours and you think about, not to be well, even, going even if up I was a lot of just times. working minimum wage, what these hours would add oh, yeah. up to. But it pays off in the future. Mm-hmm. The, like the relationships, like being able to go on the road and stuff like that, that wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have become friends with, you have to, yeah. you know. Does she have any, um, and I don't mean to, put your relationship under a microscope but i've done enough of mine to like you know to talk about mine but like do, does she ever have a problem say say you're doing a cancun comedy festival and that's a stupid example but like say you're doing you know no uh no in new orleans you're you're featuring for someone for the weekend does she have like problems with certain towns where it's like yeah of course i'm gonna go you know because like the old saying is like you gotta like tell your you come home you tell your girl oh it wasn't fun like they don't want to hear how much fun it was She's pretty good about that. Uh, like she's, she gets it. There, there's a handful of times where it goes back to on the times where I can invite her and I know that it won't be weird to invite her. I will invite her. But I, it's also one of those things where I, I've told her like, I'm not there yet. Like whenever I'm the headliner, I can run the show and I can invite you more places while I'm featuring. Sure. I may get to do some really cool things and go to some cool places, but I'm not the guy yet. Yeah, I don't the run the show. You don't make the rules. So I just went on the Impractical Jokers cruise like oh, a week oh, after. That. Yeah, amazing. we went on that like a week after my wedding, essentially. And people were like, "Is your wife here?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, she's not." Like there wasn't, there literally wasn't room for her. Who'd you bunk up with? Did you have a roommate? Yeah, the the guitarist, uh, my buddy Joel. Uh, from the oh, goddamn comedy oh, jam. Great. Yeah. Did you do a goddamn comedy jam shows there? Yeah, we did it every night, and then I opened for Burt Kreischer uh, on the uh, other nights. I just so. know, yeah, because he was—he just got off of his sober October. He went sober for a month, mm-hmm. so this was like, the, dude, I think, he was going hard on this cruise. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you give up carbs and then you like eat bowls oh, yeah. of macaroni him, every yeah, yeah. night. Him and Ari Shafir did uh, the first half of a podcast still like sober, so like they were thirty days in. They did fifteen days of hot yoga, Bikram, and they were. And then they did the second, and then they cut to the second half on the cruise, and there's just like two old ladies smoking. They're both like, "Oh yeah, like they feel like that was." It was just, cr- it was kind of cool to see that little experiment they had. So how was the how was the cruise as far as shows go? It was all it was a whole boat full of. It was a fans. boat full of impractical jokers fans, and they're super nice and super into it. And yeah, we we're performing on like the top of the the pool deck on top of the ship. There's a giant theater that I opened for Burden that was amazing. That's amazing, and. It was just awesome shows. It was, it was, was that your was first time fun. on a on a cruise? I've never been on a cruise before. So see, I'm yeah. trying to get Tasha to go on a cruise because I think they're fucking hilarious. It, in, if you're aware that it's not the backpacking through the, you know what I mean? It's not Lake Tahoe where you're gonna go see shit. You're probably gonna go to some shit port town where they rip you off and right. But it's 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 just different. it was fun. I'd never yeah. been to Mexico before, so you know the. Where we went, it was like Costa Maya or something like that. And 
it was super fun. I mean, I was like, while I was there, I was like, this isn't the real Mexico, but you know, this is a version. This is the Hollywood and Highland version of yeah. Mexico. Oh yeah. Absolutely. But it was cool. I got massages on the beach, uh, and had great Mexican so food your wife in, was in the like, water. All right. I get it. It's a good opportunity for you. Yeah. But I mean, there's definitely a sense of like, she wishes she could be she there. She wishes she could be there. Yeah, yeah of course. But it's, it's, it was also when there's not literally enough space, like we had eight, spots to fill between like four cabins and the other two guys and this was this was on them more on like they asked ahead of time and they ended up bringing two girlfriends so me and another guy who have wives <laughs> did not oh. bring our wives so it was a little bit of a one of those situations where it's like well i didn't have the foresight to ask like ahead of time and Mm -hmm. but they were super eager to ask and they found the right channels and they got their girlfriends on so we're just like well next time like he already told them the guy joel the guy guy, the other wife he's like you know we're bringing our wives if (laughs) if we do this cruise again we're we're bringing our wives next year and they're like okay well it's kind of tough i do a baseball tournament every year um in arizona and there's like 25 of us go out for this you know this uh adult baseball tournament and it's like I feel like we like they they put us out up in this nice resort and all this stuff and it's like I feel bad but I can't be the guy who brings his girl when every guy there would want to pull that card too. It's kind of like a weird you have to But I don't bug you about it. No, but you you'd still like to come. I mean, if you found out that like there was one girl that was on the trip but she was like kind of paid to be there. She was working on their social media for the team or whatever. But I was like, "Oh fuck." When I found out there was a girl going to the thing, I was like, "Oh, I'm looking like an asshole now that there's a girl going to the baseball tournament and no none of us brought are girls but i feel like you would be so bored out of your mind seeing grown men play nine inning doubleheader games that, that last forever <laughs> that you were probably glad that i was out in the, the 110 degree heat yeah. yeah i'll pass i mean i had to, i've had to work on certain things with my relationship over the years also with where somebody will say uh we're hanging out tonight and i wouldn't invite my lady at the time and then i would show up and they would have their girlfriends with them. And I'm like, dudes, why didn't you tell me? I would have brought <laughs> mine. Now I look like a dick they because... put it in the Google Calendar. <laughs> uh, exactly. So yeah, that, like want- that was pre-Google Calendar. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to you wanna basically cover date time without coming off like it's not genuine. Like, I, Yeah, you don't want to just check the box and be like, oh, well, that filled our time for the week. That's like this weird... Yeah. <laughs> Because like this past weekend, we actually had two different nights or that we had kind of like double dates with friends. And I just like, I've had to get to the place and there, and there are two of my best friends have moved to LA with their girlfriends. But like, I think they're all-star guys. Their girls are good. One one girl we love. The other one, she, I don't know if she doesn't listen, was a <laughs> major cunt on Thanksgiving. But but it's like, I want Tasha to love my friends. I don't want there to be, I don't want there to be like people that I love that she doesn't, I want it to be able to like mix because I don't want it to be like just like relationship time versus friends time. I'm kind of like, like let's all go camping and get together. We'll, we'll do our private thing, but also I don't know. I just like, I've always been, and yeah, I think it's you like, you want to mix your best of both worlds. You want to put it all together. I was just the, like the, the single mom, older sister. And I was so bored growing up. So bored that whenever I can get people to come together, I just, I just can't love it. We, we were like the, the, the biggest difference between us. I, I would rather hike Runyon. She would rather hike Griffith. 
Runyon, you see a whole bunch of people. Sure, it smells like dog piss. It's horrible. But like, I just need, I just like to see people. She likes like the fucking wilderness, and I think that's a result of women being approached by men like their whole lives versus men. We've never had that issue where like, where like people are uh, trying to get attention from us. Like, she can't go to Ralph's and get you know Lacroix. Without having to, like last episode, we were talking about some dude that like, like followed some her around. Some dude was being really, he was Hitting staring at my this. nipples and being really fucking obnoxious. And have you ever had this? <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was an experience. But like, you don't, you know, no, like. No, but I, I, sure, how, that wait, might be a how, I'm confused. How did you know he was staring at your nipples? Oh, he mentioned he, it. He mentioned it. He, he was mentioned the nipples. He was, yes. was it, were you in like a freezer aisle or something? Yeah, it was. <laughs> okay, it was right. cold. I, I'm just trying to paint the pictures yeah, for it, the listeners. Um, <laughs> what were you wearing? <laughs> I know. No, it, it was it was chilly in the okay. in the Ralphs or wherever I was. I was just running in to get water, and then I went in the beer aisle, and that's where he approached me. I was like trying to pick out a seasonal he beer. He mentioned your nipples. He mentioned how he was imagining he saw them. He saw me, you know, a few aisles away, and followed me in the beer aisle, and and the things he was imagining. Oh, the things I was imagining he said, he when said I saw the, the girls. Did he have an accent? Um, no. He, he was, was a just, tall black guy. I already scanned her. I was like, what? I just like, <laughs> what was he? Six foot seven black guy. That's what he was. That's what he was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was a, it was a sad experience. Hey, and I shoot. wish I didn't That's have it. to school grown men on men. I just wonder if that works wow. though. That's my thing. Whenever I hear stuff like that, I'm always like, I wonder. Who, if, yeah. Who if, does that work on? Does that it, work on a girl? Here's the thing. It works on one out of 50 girls. And that's why those guys keep doing that. Yeah. yeah. It just literally, like the, it's, it's a numbers game. They're throwing it at so many women. And then one of the girls is like, Okay, well, what are we going to do about this? And then they're like, <laughs> jackpot! You know, like, it's true. They just have to try it every single day. What was your style? Because I, I, like I've mentioned before, I'd have to know that it's like a 95% chance that someone wanted to talk to me before. I, I'd have to be like eye contact, double eye contact. I'd have to know all those things. I was so afraid of like rejection. What, was, what, what were you like growing up? How did you mingle before whenever, comedy? Dude, whenever, as far as like, like middle school and high school goes like I look back now, now that I'm you older know, and wiser, older and wiser, I guess <laughs> I like, <laughs> I missed so many opportunities to hook up with girls like in middle school and high school, but I was you just I, like, didn't get, the I was signals. so like oblivious. And mm-hmm. then I look back and I was like, Oh, that girl was like really like putting herself out there and that kind of thing. And that, and, and I just never made the advance on it because I was so, I guess worried, like, I guess I was so worried about what other people were thinking whenever, like, in high school and middle school, like, oh, so-and-so's dating. Did you hear about that? Like, I hated that, like, that vibe of, like, people, like, talking about other people who they're dating and mm-hmm. just, like, the judgmental like nature of that. Up, like, living up to it or being a part. Yeah, just, yeah, just weird. Just, like, I can't believe so-and-so's dating this yeah. person. Like, I just, like, hated that so much. So I, I really didn't have, like, many girlfriends uh, through high school, really. Like, and I'm a, I'm a special case, though, too, because the woman who I married is who I lost my virginity to. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So that's a, it's a pretty unique case where I really didn't seek out. I didn't really just didn't seek it out. I was so f- like focused on, I don't know, like, like even in high school, like making videos and like films and sketches and stuff yeah. like that. And, and then like after that, like doing comedy, like I was so focused on that. But whenever I met my current wife, I was like, I was just like, I think I'm ready to, I think I'm ready to start dating now. And I was just like, 
And it's funny. Asked her to like, hang out, and then it, you know, eventually. We, we we kind of put like a time frame, like oh, but like uh, you know how old people were, but it really is just a yeah. It's like a it's a way of feeling comfortable in your own shoes. Like, yeah. It, like kind of getting through different levels of enlightenment. Like all right, I've got that. Like because I I kind of I lost my virginity in college, and I was like looking back, I was like oh yeah, I was I pro I mean any guy any fifteen year old kid can if you just ask you know what I mean like you. It, we we just it was just a mind blowing to think a woman or a girl would want to have sex with you mind blowing <laughs> it was a really like Tasha thinks um I I I've got like limitations on wealth I'm always like I don't want I don't want to make money from doing non creative things I'm like very and it's just like a mind it's just like a mind it's a mind thing you know it's like it's like overcoming whatever sort of walls or like ways we were molded growing up and coming I always go back to my Catholic upbringing because we're not like Catholics are not it's not even a religion, really. I mean, it's 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 sort. <laughs> it's really it's not. When people say Christian is when you say Christian, you don't think Catholic. You don't think Catholicism is a Christian thing. It's just it's different. It's like separate. It's, it's just yeah. So like, I grew up with like my mom was always just worry about sports in school. Like all like like hammered that into me, and I didn't sure. have a dad to be like, no, you do this. Like, and then my stepdad was kind of like, he wouldn't check people out, or I got like all I learned how to like flirt like watching my uncle like grab you know, grab ass with his wife, Uncle Craig, and not Mary Beth. <laughs> That's what I learned. He'd be like grabbing ass. I'm like, oh, you're allowed to grab your wife's ass? Like if she, <laughs> consensually speaking. In today's world, you're like, don't even know what you're allowed to do anymore. But but yeah, it was, it's, in, it's I don't know. It's just interesting. What what level of sort of anticipation do you have knowing you're going to, like that, you're, that your girlfriend is going to be your first? Did she know? She knew. Yeah, yeah. She knew like, while we were dating because we didn't sleep together for a while before like while we were dating i think we were together at least at least six or seven months before i think i think we're together that long before we slept together i think that's great i mean we just took it really slow like the whole like getting to know each other to know is each so other. important. Like, yeah. It really is. You have to develop like a friendship first. You need, especially and for we were women. Fr- we were friends for, for a year before we even started dating because she had a boyfriend at the time and I've never been the kind of guy who's like, hey, what's going on with that? <laughs> is it a serious boyfriend? Yeah, yeah. So whenever they broke up, I was like, hey, we should hang out. Like, yeah. 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 It's so pretty she organic. sort of like trusted you then yeah. as a guy that wasn't. Slimy. Because if, say you were trying to hit on her and, and all these things, like, then then you're dating and it's like she knows that you're a guy who's going to hit on girls that are taken. You know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like if you meet someone through, like, infidelity or things like that, it's like, well, you yeah. if, you know, you can't you can't form a relationship on, you know, what, faulty ground. So you mentioned his limitations on wealth. What what did what do you mean by that? I was curious by that. Oh, uh, well, we were, we've been talking about this the past couple of days. Um... His side job is selling solar. No, 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 well, yeah, I don't want to get into the this. Don't talk about the specifics of it. Well, the what am I supposed to talk no, about? No, no, he can... has to, he he like hates when my parents ask how solar's going, or like he like gets uh, like deeply offended when they ask about that versus asking about comedy. Yeah, and course. it's not that they don't ask about comedy; they ask about comedy too. No, and, they don't. And what? That's not true. And. <laughs> Um, but he has this like sort of like a chip on his shoulder. It's a pride. It's a pride. It's but it's a weird hang up that you've had for a long time that's not getting any better. That like you would rather and and half of it is understandable, but half of it is like a weird mindset that you have to get over. 
I understand that it's more <laughs> exciting to make $20 set pay than it is to make a huge commission on a solar job. But I think there's still better. merit in being thankful for the big commission on a solar job that allows you the opportunity to pursue your dreams. You know, it's yeah. like one is not oh, more ca- valuable than the other. Don't like maybe you I appreciate cash, I cash that check by all maybe means. Maybe you appreciate the creative money more, but don't demonize the money that isn't creative because it's all part of the bigger picture. So speaking on the artist side of this, I would say that I totally understand what you're saying, but where Dave is coming from, I think, is it becomes after a point if family or friends are more if they're asking more about the side job, which is not the ideal dream, it becomes disrespectful after a point because like you've obviously communicated and shared with these family members and friends that comedy is your number one thing. Yeah. So they should be asking about that if they're that being it's not to that point. I think he just no, yeah. he just inflates I'll, it so that it feels like it's I'll, so no, that- I'll say this. I like look forward her family's great. They've taken us on vacations. They're they're really great, but they, they don't understand like like we've we've used this analogy, like when Tasha's done like simple background jobs. Like back in the day I stood in on Gossip Girl, they right? Love that. I stood on on Gossip Girl for two years. So when they would see me on TV doing a bit part, you know, that's not oh, they exciting. Go crazy for that. They love it, right? That, and my that- that holds more merit than what, the ton of other right? work yeah. that you do. And, and you're so like, okay. my mom would be like, oh, why aren't you doing more of that stuff? I'm like, yeah. because it sucks. And that's not what I want to be doing. They just don't get well, they, it. So they, yeah. they, they, they attach on to things that they understand as non-creatives up, who are working in a nine to five world. What I, what I they do. are going to tap in to what they know and understand and, and can relate to. And because I, all they want to do is relate to you. So you need to yeah. not take it like a personal no, I don't, attack. I don't, I don't take it personally because i think they're great people i wanted i want to like i want to sit down and talk to them because every family's got communication barriers and tasha as much as they love her you know like i i almost think that i'm i'm a good part of that family now where i can kind of like bridge the gap where uh where tasha you know there's just there's things that we've that as an outsider i can talk to your family about that you might never have talked about or like i'll i accidentally swore once and they were and i was like oh fuck i shouldn't you know like so like but i like look forward to sitting down with your family and, and kind of explaining to them the the process and why it's going well and and what's going right and that that's where but I, I think fo- that that's all that they need. Yeah, it's just a little explanation. After I told my mom doing background sucks, you don't get discovered doing background. This is not. Did she get it I right would- away whenever you said that? No, but it, ta- yeah. it takes a little time. It takes a long time. You know, and it's just explaining that like, the things them, that are truthfully worthwhile and the things that are truly making me grow are not necessarily the being a speck on the background of someone's TV. But, but the other day, like on Thanksgiving, a friend of ours was like, oh, so you're doing solar full time. And I was like, fuck no. Like I had to immediately shut it down and be like, I'm shutting it down for me. I, I, I met a guy yesterday. But, but my... don't you think that like reflecting on like you're talking about my parents, you're talking about somebody else mentioning it. It's like, it's not it's not them thinking that that's the only thing that you got going on it's your own personal internal ego hang up something. i need the world it's to know that i'm pursuing my creative deal. life full full speed and 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 that's fine but like yeah like when when people they they throw they just throw this but fucking, nobody's throwing anything no no no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. don't interrupt me they they like throw like i met this lady and she was like well i hope it works out for you 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, my fault for even mentioning it in the first place because they don't get it. And it is what that's no. it is that it's not about well, you. Well, it's a lot of naysayers and there's a lot of negative energy out there because maybe that person is not pursuing their dream currently yeah. and they are maybe putting that upon you. Yeah, it's their own projection. They're upset with their current situation and they're like, I hope that works out for you. And you're like, well, thanks a lot. It is. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pursuing my dream and I couldn't be happier. Yeah. But that's why I think that your own barrier needs to be one of positivity because combating other people's negativity by getting hung up about it or feeling bad about it or being frustrated with it isn't productive. I think you just got to like rest in your own gratitude. And if that means gratitude for big commission checks, doing something that you don't love to do, then, you know, it's, it's important to put the positive spin on all of these things. You're not, it's never about you when somebody's being weird to you or, yeah. or p- putting out there, I hope it works out for you. It's not about you. It's yeah, about and them. And, and that's the most important yeah. thing to remember. Be forgiving. But with like your family, that. I do look forward to explaining to them why this is working. Like why don't, don't worry so much about your daughter. Like we're, it's, going in a good direction it's just give me a hot minute now that you know 30s <laughs> five years you, well i'm just saying yeah i'm 32 like i feel the stress of being like guys calm down like i don't want to be the most calm one around like I, it's gonna it's working so <laughs> you you said earlier in podcast you said the engagement is going to happen right I'd like to think so. We have some. No, no, no. Seriously, I mean, well, we got a stupid fight. And this I'm not week. trying. I'm not trying to to set this up. But what I will say, because it got to with my. This is just me personally speaking. It got to a point in our relationship where it got to a point where we either needed to get engaged or we needed to Let stop each seeing other each other. Yeah. yeah. So and you don't want to ever be in that place where you're just wasting each other's time because it's comfortable. Right. So I would say, and this comes down, this comes down case by case to the woman, a hundred percent. If you truly do not care about the ring, then I would say if you're planning on getting engaged, then it will chill everybody out. It chilled, it chilled everybody out in my family, her family, and even in our relationship, whenever we actually did get engaged and it made things much better. And I did not get her a really nice ring because I could not afford it because I'm a broke comedian. Mm-hmm. But it comes down more to the it's woman the in that case. It's a symbol of commitment, really, more than anything else. Right. But are you worried about <laughs> having a really expensive ring? I want a really nice ring. Okay. Then really? You, then you need, yeah. to, you need to wait then. And that's what's understandable. <laughs> Listen, I've, I've told Dave from the I beginning... That it's it's no pressure. Everyone was giving me shit today at work about because they're talking again. Everybody's excited that our parents are meeting, and really? I and I repeatedly have told them an engagement's not happening. He has told me an engagement's not happening. They've been inspect- expecting us to get it engaged for years now, and. Every time we people? go on vacation, I don't even know these people. They say, and and if Evil my parents are going to be there, they <laughs> they, they want to know. Oh, is are you going to get engaged every time? We've taken some great steps in the four years, but Dude. I'll say this: we've learned a lot, and we fought dirty, and we've gotten better, and we've learned a lot, and we still are working that out because we're not completely calibrated. 
But we're good. And I, I think I think we're, uh, what makes me feel comfortable about our relationship as is and makes me not in a hurry is that I know that we're still working things out. And I want to be sure, too. I mean, no offense, babe, but like I'm not 100 percent sure. Maybe today, you know, it's like I, I have faith that we that. absolutely. <laughs> here's the thing. I have faith that we absolutely could get through anything. But I, I want to know deep in my gut core. Yeah, I don't want an engagement to be like save the relationship. And I don't think oh, that's what no, it is. No, no, no. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I know what you but mean. I'm, but yeah. And and me not proposing definitely came out like b- before it got to that point came out of me just being scared of change and everything, but I did work it out. I will give myself credit. I I ended up proposing to her before she went on a bachelorette party with a bunch of her friends. And I'll tell you what, I would have been ripped a new one on that weekend (laughs) (laughs) if I was still in that scenario where she's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happened. Like, I, dude, I could just feel all of her female friends like jumping on her side and being like, you know what? I think it's time to let him go. Because they don't have to make the decision. So it's easy for women. Like, if 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 I was the one who got to sit and wait for you to make a decision, I could be like very critical too, but we've been open and honest and it's not going to be a surprise you get at an arena. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, not going to do that to you. That it's going to be, be like between us. Awful. I'm not going to share it on Facebook for a year. I want everyone to find out in person. I want it to be about us. I want the wedding to be about us. I don't want it to be about like, you know, Aunt Courtney's kids. God bless them. I love them, but like not what food they're going to be. You know what I mean? Like I want it. I want to be super selfish about it. And also we're both aware. We've talked about it. The, the, divorce rates are horrible the longer we kind of like take to find ourselves i think the more the better chance we have do you know what i mean yeah definitely anyway we're at an hour <laughs> and i know i know i know we probably got to get out of here but uh um, how much yoga do you do by the way uh a small amount okay I was why just uh are you religious uh, not particularly. Okay, no. interesting. Keep why? asking. Yeah, take away. Because the way the way you carry yourself with the way that you you talk. I would. I thought that you would either be semi-religious or you do a lot of yoga or meditation or something. Why? Give me a compliment. I want to. I love what that, that means. he's actually talking to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is nice to me. No, because most. Wait, no, yeah. no, no, no. Because like, go. Yeah. What? Take. Because I, I, because of the poise and confidence that you have in the statements that you're making, you've either a read a lot of relationship books, or you care about it, or something, or you really are just confident and and cocky with I'm how super cocky. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, I, it's true what, what, that what, like cocky with what no, she here, thinks she offers. I'll, let no, me be with, honest. I, I think okay, so Maybe I haven't been reading right this word. book. Very confident, but I have been doing a little bit of discovering about a highly sensitive person, which sort of goes hand in hand with being an introvert. And one of the qualities that they talk about highly sensitive people, which I just discovered, I am, okay. is that they process very deeply. Right. And so for me, I've had lots of relationships. And I, and even like my friendships and my work relationships, when they are working and when they're not working, I do a shit ton of reflection. I love to read. I hate to read relationship books or like self-help, but I do evaluate every conversation, every person I meet, every interaction. How many bad breakups have you been through? A lot. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's, that's where I learned all my lessons. Okay. I, I, 
and you have I've guys sent you, some kind of learning from books or your life uh, oh, Tasha's or no life spring, experience. Tasha's yeah. no spring chicken. We're not going to give her age away. She's forty-seven. She's been around. <laughs> she doesn't. Yeah, no, no, but she's she's we're, we're we're in a good place. I'm very I'm very optimistic. With um, I, I get really angry. We're in a good place. <laughs> I'm I'm optimistic that we've both like I I I've dated around a lot. Not serious relationships, but I've I'm not the type of guy who needs to go on stage to get fucked. You know what I mean? I don't need a lot of comics. You know, you need to get a, you want to get a blow job after whatever you you perform. You know, I don't need that's not I. I, what, what I'm trying to attain is not that. Like I, 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 I like it when women and men laugh in the audience. Like that's what we want. But I'm not trying to like fill some void. That's not there. your validation. And Tasha's not trying to like have the guy who hits on her at Ralph's. Like she, I, I, you don't need that, that sort of validation either. We're just searching for different things. And yeah, it's it's been a process to figure that out. The, the second that she texted me saying she found out she's highly sensitive was honestly a a game changer for me because I was so happy that you actually realized that, <laughs> that, that we're not the same, that, that something that doesn't bother me might just be bothering you. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, yeah. but by figuring that out, we're like, honestly, oh, we're it, not monsters. The thing that gave it all away for me is that I've been working the past six months, a job that's an hour away and I'm stressed at that job. I stre- I'm stressed when I get home from that job. And a big part of it is like the the whole experience takes a lot longer than the jobs that I'm used to. And it's stressful to be in traffic. It's stressful and, to be in traffic you, at rush hour. And you said that you said that you were taking a lot of it out on me. You yeah, said that to me. Or just... And that, even I, didn't, I don't care, for, but it was so nice to hear. It was so nice to hear that. Like, oh, you recognize that I was kind of like your, you know... But even if a, I want to be selfish it, about it, it's like more that I just don't want to feel that stress in my body anymore. And realizing that like, you know, there are ways to sort of prep for these things that make you anxious are it's okay. But she is starting to get back into yoga and I want to get her boxing lessons because I want to get, she, I, I think she needs to figure out how to get her aggressions out. We do, we do comedy. We do, I, I go for runs by myself. Like you, you got to figure out how to like, yeah, what that, are that, your vices? What are your ways to expel energy? Get yeah, out just the acupuncture, just, psst, just let it out. And, and for you, sometimes you come home and you, you bury it and that's, you know what I mean? I, I know when I do it because you don't let me get away with it. You go, don't talk. You, you bring this home, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, fine, all right, I'm going for a run. I'm going for a run and I'll come back happy. But you you got to realize you got to figure out what that is. And I'm sure it's a combination. That, of- and five seconds ago, you were commending me on having figured out what it is so, so you can quit pointing fingers. Tasha, right I'm so it. proud of you. Thanks, babe. I'm very proud of you. Jeremiah, I've never had a real conversation with you and I appreciate you coming over here to talk and I look forward to seeing you out there and doing big things. Where can people find you, your social media, any dates you have coming up? Sure. My social media, everything is at Jeremiah Standup and check out my website, jeremiahwatkins.tv and just boatloads of content out there. Guys, at go YouTube this guy. He's hilarious. You're so, you're, 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 I, I mean this, you're really original up on stage and fun Thanks, to watch. And, Thank you. And it's, it's great to talk to you and you know, find out, you know, you, I've got to, I'm going to, I don't usually do this. I'm going to re-listen to this because you said some things both to me and to Tasha that I think are really like sage advice on, on, on relationships. And we'll start the Google calendar. We're going to do it. Do it. <laughs> Make it happen. Thanks again for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, That was guys. sex, actually. Everyone have a good week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>